In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the Next week, so this is kind of screwy. We didn't realize that, but whatever. 
Anyways, uh, we have a Dining for the Dead coming up on Wednesday at the uh, Haunted Windsor Restaurant, which is really, really cool. We have Marianne O'Connor, who wrote Haunted Hikes in New Hampshire. She's, like, totally awesome. She uh, doesn't have nothing to do with the paranormal. She wrote a book on the paranormal, even though she's, like, not into it or nothing. So I thought that's kind of cool. That is very cool. Yeah, it's all about, like, haunted trails. And, you know, because you think about hiking in the woods, you really don't think about well, I know you do it after the Pugwug incident. Yeah, happy uh, thank you so much for that experience. <laughs> so anyways, uh, she'll be at the Dining for the Dead, which is really cool, and she will have her books, uh, which is back after selling out in the first print. So that's really, really cool. So anyways, we have uh, Mark Nesbitt, who is, I think he is Mr. Gettysburg. I don't know how else to describe him. He knows more about uh, Gettysburg than anyone else. And we lost him again. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if he's listening, um, yeah, call, give us a call back. So, oh, okay. Okay. So we're having some technical difficulties. Yeah, he's kind of paranormal. So anyways, uh, Mark Nesbitt is uh, an author. He's written several books. He's been on the uh, History Channel um, about Gettysburg, of course. He runs ghost tours in Gettysburg. Uh we know him. We met him at the uh, Ghost Conference there, which was that one, Ghost World. Ghost was, World. It was awesome. It was very good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he's... Uh, he took us on some tours, right? More than tours, investigations. Yeah, investigations and uh, really creepy locations. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to speaking to him. We haven't talked to him for like over a year. So, anyways, uh, what else do we have coming up? We have, on Halloween night, Eve, whatever it is, 31st. The 31st of October. This is a Friday. Halloween. We are having a, uh, um, a what? ghost hunt. And a in, ghost hunt in, what is it, Rye Beach? In Rye Beach. In 1728 House of 56 or something or other. The 1700 House. Yeah. And it's in uh, the Eye of the Hawk? Yeah, that's the place it's called. And it will be a investigation where we will get Everybody involved, but I believe, uh, Mark, are you there now? Yes, I am. Yay! Hey, Ron. Hey. How you doing, Mark? Hi, Maureen. Here, my friend. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh-oh. Long time since we've heard from you. Oh, yeah, it has been. It's, it's, uh, I think the last time was when you were visiting Gettysburg, and we were out at the Lady Farm, and, and Maureen, uh, channeled that poor soldier, and. Scared the living bejeebers out of me. <laughs> scared, scared the crap out of the soldier, too. It wasn't pleasant to me either. Yeah, it didn't do you any good either, Maureen. That was, I'd always sworn that I never wanted to see someone channel. And uh, <laughs> so thanks, Maureen. I appreciate it. Oh, you're that. welcome. Did you ever get to look at the video? Yes, yeah, I, I watched it once, and it is pretty creepy. Um, I didn't see any uh, evidence on the video of any entities, in other words, no lights or 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 uh, orbs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, just uh, watching what happened to you there was was scary enough, and and I'm, I'm kind of glad. It felt good that I had a camera between what was going on with you and me because it kind of gave me an insulator there. You know, I don't know if it was if it if it helped at all, if it protected me, but it it kind of felt like it. But uh, that was a very interesting. Uh, Interesting uh, event. Welcome to my world, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron. But anyways, uh, you know, it, it's not really always that bad. I mean, a lot of times she'll, she'll uh, channel, you know, a, a nice person or something. Uh, 
but it can go all the way around the other side. I mean, we, we, uh, I mean. Well, he was nice. He was just insane. Well, no, yeah, I'm not talking about that. You let me complete my sentence. You might be able to move. But I, I mean, there are times that you have uh, channels the spirits that were not so nice, and uh, you know, it's it's not it's not always good. I mean, you know. Well, the spirits there, of course, were not in uh, you know great shape when they left this earth. Um, right. That was a hospital, and uh, what Maureen went through was what uh, they went through. So it was a, you know, I, I guess you I guess you uh, pick up on the spirits uh, in their. Um, in their capacity when they died, and of course at the Lady Farm, having been a Civil War hospital, it wasn't pleasant what those fellows went through, as we saw through Maureen. Right. I mean, we we uh, had Gavin Cromwell came over from uh, the UK for <laughs> some uh, investigation with us back in April, and we went to the Lizzie Boyden house, and um, uh, she channeled uh, Abigail at, at the moment of her death. So oh wow! Interesting too. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, channeling is an all cut up. That's enough about that's our not, that's Let, Let's talk about you, Mark. I mean, we, why don't you, uh, first of all, give your websites out? I'm sorry? What give was that? Websites. Oh, the website. Ghostsofgettysburg.com. That's the main website, and we have links to several other websites. And just this past week, we updated and opened um, a website called ghostchannel.tv. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, that's uh, we have we are um, actually using that as an outlet for for other um, investigations from other groups and for sales of things that we've uh, developed over the last year since we spoke with you guys last. Um, we have done. I don't know if you saw us or not on um, Mysterious Journeys. Uh, the Travel Channel came into Gettysburg and filmed, and so we ended up uh, on, on TV. They've been playing it quite a bit, and they'll be playing it quite a bit more, I'm sure, in uh, in October with Halloween coming up. Can I ask you, Mark, is that the one where you're in a trench coat and a top hat? No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very, very old one. Uh, I saw it. I loved it. I watched it. I said, I know that guy, but he doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, they, you know, I, <laughs> when they filmed that, they said, we may have to make you mysterious looking. I said, oh, good luck, you know. <laughs> and they said, well, we need a we need a hat, which I always I like that hat. That's one of my favorite hats. Oh, and they cool. said we need to put you in a trench coat too. You got to really. I said, oh boy, okay. But in the second one that they did, um, I wore the hat, but I but I also wore my bomber jacket, so it looked a little <laughs> not quite as mysterious, but a little more like me. But the the, the most recent one was the um, uh, a group came in from the Travel Channel. They call the series Mysterious Journeys, and they did everything, including going to uh, uh, Scotland and, and everything. And they came here, and they did, oh, about a half a dozen different sites, including Lady Farm, where you guys were. Mm-hmm. And um, we, got a, we got quite a bit of results, especially in the EVP end of it, uh, for them. And what we've been doing then is we've been doing two things as spinoffs for those. We've been doing... Um, uh, Mysterious Journeys Weekends, where we, you know, put it out on our website. People can um, uh, make reservations, and what we do is we we take them to the places that they saw on TV that were investigated with the team that investigated the places. And um, we, we've done about seven or eight this past year, and they were very successful. In fact, right. we, we started uh, uh, taping them. 
And now we have uh, CDs that are out, uh, uh, the investigation CDs that are also available on the website, so people can actually go on one of our investigations with us. That's awesome. It's a neat way to present it. I think people, you know, a lot of people can't get to Gettysburg, or maybe even some people are a little, <laughs> a little reluctant for, for good reason, that they don't want to go on a, uh, an actual ghost investigation. They can sit in the comfort of their own uh, easy chair and listen to uh, us go on the investigations. Now, when is the next time you're going to be taking people out as a group to do the investigations? We have four more um, investi- uh, the, uh, mysterious journeys set up. Now, people will stay in the Cash Town Inn, which, of course, was featured on both the, the uh, Mysterious Journeys weekend and also on Ghost Hunters not too long ago. And so they'll actually get to stay in the Cash Town Inn, and um, we, they can stay up all night then. We go into some of the places in the Cash Town Inn, like the cellar, which no one is allowed to go in. And then the next day we take them to two or three other places, including um, a place – I don't think you guys were at the railroad engine house when you were here, were you? No, not at all. No. Okay, I got a treat for you guys. Next time you come here – we're going to go out to the engine house. It takes special permission to get out there. You know, railroads have all these regulations. You have to sign your life away so you won't sue them if you, awesome. you know, fall down or something. At any rate, this engine house was built in the 1980s, but it is on the literally on the battlefield. It's on the back side of Oak Ridge, which was the first day's battle site, just 100 yards or so from one of the railroad cuts. So you are literally on the battlefield. And oh. we, have, we have had all kinds of things happen in that engine house. I started about four years ago, I started hearing stories about things that were happening. Now, one of the uh, managers out there, it's almost he, as if he can take photographs of paranormal mist on command. He goes out there and he's got some unbelievable pictures uh, of, 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 uh, of, of paranormal mist out in this engine house. We had... Uh, one of the old railroaders um, kick over a barrel because he was angry because I wasn't talking to him. The last time we were there, one of our uh, mediums got up on the train and she said, "This train has a story, you know." There, and she she felt that there had it had been used once to haul victims of a flood, dead victims of a flood, and they were still there. And as we're in the engine house. Uh, all of a sudden, I started hearing footsteps on the engine. It sounded like someone coming down a metal fire escape. You know that sound? Yeah. And this went on for 15 or 20 minutes, and I was asking people around me, are you hearing that? Now, sometimes these engines will, you know, if if they're backed into this cooler engine house, they will click and clatter, and, uh, you know, there's noises that come off of them. Well, I asked the manager afterwards, I said, how long has that been in there? He said, about a month. <laughs> he said, oh, everything's, everything's drained. There's no oil in it. There's no pressure. I said, it was making noises for a while, and then it stopped. So we hmm. actually, this is a new place that we've, we've kind of discovered. We run our ghost trains out of uh, uh, the engine house. And, Wait a minute, uh, what, what goes strings, Mark? We haven't heard about these. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, that's something we started a couple of years ago. We hooked up with the Gettysburg Railroad, and I wrote a script for them, and we put our guides, the same guides that take people on their walking tours, on the train. And 
you know, they go out about uh, a half hour to 40 minutes and then come back. And then they, they actually switch the tracks around so that they back into the haunted engine house. Ooh. And, then I, and then I put on a, uh, they put on a, uh, a CD of me actually narrating and uh, things that happened and playing the EVP that we got in there. And we got some remarkable stuff uh, when we were in there. And it's, and it's continuing to happen. It is probably one of the more active areas in Gettysburg right now. And um, it's uh, next time you guys come, I'll, I'll, I'll try and get your permission to go out there. We have definitely got to get down here and do this. I mean, we, we'd love to do a uh, iTunes podcast for that because that would be awesome. That would be, that would I think be so cool. I think that would be awesome. The thing I like about you, Mark, is that, you know, you're such a, a level guy. I mean, you know, you're dealing with the paranormal, but you've got the historic background. You've got, you know, the, the logical thinking. And it's, it's really, you know, fresh to, to meet someone like you. Well, it's a, you know, it, is, it, is, it does stem from the fact that I was a historian, you know, for six, seven years at the National Park and then wrote a number of history books as well as the ghost books. And, you know, you, you're burdened if you're a historian. You have to have a primary source, in other words, an eyewitness, or you can't include it in any of your work. And so that's, what's, that's what kind of drives me, you know, kind of keeps me in line uh, as far as what I talk about or what I... Um, you know what I write about, so that you know that's that's where it comes from. And now you've you've written several books as well, correct? Yeah, I wrote four real history books, you know, and then I wrote the six Ghosts of Gettysburg uh, series. I'm working on the seventh, and I can't tell you when it's going to be out because I don't know. And I also wrote two battlefield ghost guides, ghost hunters guides. In other words, uh, one is called. Uh, uh, Fredericksburg and Chancellorsville, a ghost hunter's field guide to Civil War battlefields, and then the other one is, you know, ghost hunter's uh, field guide, Gettysburg and beyond. Now, the Fredericksburg one stemmed from the fact that we started tours down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Wow. Now, are those still running? Yeah, uh, yes, they are. Yeah, people can still go to those probably, uh, at, well, definitely through uh, um, uh, Halloween, and probably in the first couple of weeks of November. But check our website. I always tell people to check our website. But that's an interesting area, too, down there. And we're actually doing a uh, what we're calling a Ghost Quest weekend down there. We hooked up with one of the haunted B&Bs, the Richard Johnston Inn. And we're doing like we, we do in Gettysburg. The people can stay overnight in the Richard Johnston Inn, it, you know, explore that all night long. And then we're going to a couple of other places, uh, one at the Spotsylvania Battlefield and um, another place in Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg's a lot like Gettysburg in that much of the battle was fought in the town. What is the town now? And um, then also you had three other major battles that took place uh, over a course of two, two and a half years. Uh, the Wilderness and Spotsylvania are really about a week-and-a-half, two-week battle that if you would count it as one battle, it would be the bloodiest single battle in all of American history, 60,000 casualties in about 10 days. That's horrendous. It's, it was just awful. Now, let me ask you there, Mark, is... Fredericksburg, I think the last time we had you on, now this has been a while ago, so I may be getting it. Oh, no. You're relying on your memory? Yes. We're in trouble. Um, <laughs> was, wasn't Pierre, 
Was there a story you were telling us about a church in Fredericksburg? A quiet church. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, could you tell us a little about that? Or? It's supposed to be incredibly haunted to this day. Um, it, um, it, it, it represents one of these stories where you have Civil War era people actually experiencing ghosts. Okay? The story goes back into the uh, 1700s where a young woman was supposedly murdered right there in the aisle of the church. They took her body up to the belfry where the, where the bell is and um, hit her up there. And when they found her, she was just a skeleton uh, with some blonde hair sticking still to the uh, skull. And um, this, so the place got a reputation as being haunted. And uh, sure enough, you have a situation where you have two Confederate soldiers who were, um, it was a rainy night, and they stopped by. They were, had been out on patrol, and they said, well, let's stay in the church. And the one Confederate soldier says, I hear it's haunted. The other one says, well, it's either that or we're going to get soaked. So they went in, and they went to the front of the church and laid down on the pews. And within 10 minutes, they're just starting to fall asleep. They hear whistling in the church and light footsteps coming up the, the aisle. Well, they get up. And they turn, and they look to see, and they light a match. Nobody's there. So they blow out the match. It must have been our imagination. Went back to try to get back to sleep. A few minutes later, they hear the whistling, and it's a little bit closer, and the footsteps are coming up again. And they once again light the match, and no one's there. Finally, the third time, they're trying to sleep, and the whistling and the footsteps are virtually next to them. And they light the match. No one's there. And they said, that's it. we got to get out. Just at that moment, they hear Union cavalry riding up the road. So it was kind of like a harbinger. Whoever it was, and some say it was the woman that had been murdered there, warned them that they were about to be attacked. They got on their horses and they made their escape. So it it actually saved their lives. Yeah, so she she was being thoughtful, right? She was protecting them. Yeah, yeah, good southern girl. Yeah. If it was a good sudden girl, it would have taken about three hours to get the words out of her mouth. <laughs> That's real nice. Well, you know. <laughs> now, I think there was, now, okay, this, this is one of the, um, what? We, we talked. You were right once, once you quit what you were No, at. no, that's not it. it oh. <laughs> there, we, I think we've spoken to you about it, but there had been um, a soldier who had hung himself, and he was a tall man. No. What was that about? No, that was Ghost no. of Alabama. Oh, because I was thinking that didn't they know each other at some point? No. Talk about the same story? No. No, that was Alan Brown who wrote uh, oh, Ron Wilson, the Southern Spirit Society. Oh, Ron Wilson, sorry. Also the Southern Spirit Society. Wow, you're amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Dr. Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> that, that's okay. So, have you still been working with uh, Laney? Yeah, uh, Lane, as a matter of fact, is part of our team, our Mysterious Journeys team. And um, she is, you know, she was good when you guys uh, were here. But, you know, that the, the, it seems as if with mediums, you know, and Maureen can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the more you guys practice, the better you get. And that's how, what's happening with Lane. And she is coming up with some absolutely unbelievable things. And I'm leaning more and more on our psychics to give me bits and pieces of information when I try and do my EVP. 
a lot of people I know don't don't adhere to the philosophy that psychics can and do anything useful. But I I completely disagree with that. Um, it, it, it's if you use them in the correct way and and they're willing to to work with you uh, and, you and with the them? spirits, it's great. Did you say use them like a tool in a toolbox? No, not like that. <laughs> I thought for a minute that I was hearing Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should I should say use their talents. Yeah, thank you. I know what you meant, Mark. Now, Thanks, now Maureen. You to, huh? Thank you. you. You have to tell our listeners about what happened um, in the Lady... Is it the Lady Gray Farm? The Lady Farm. Lady Farm? Yes. Ron, you planted that in my head saying <laughs> the Lady Gray Farm. Yeah, now, now, now you can't get rid of it. Um, but... You had that time when you found um, the liquid on the floor? Well, that, yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. I uh, Now, just a little historical background. The Daniel Lady Farm was um, used uh, as, a, as a launching area for Johnson's Confederate Division. And then, of course, when they were driven back from uh, Culp's Hill and East Cemetery Hill, it became the, their ma- main hospital, and uh, many of the rooms in the Lady Farmhouse itself were used as recovery rooms or triage rooms or even operating rooms, and um, we're pretty sure that the room in the front of the house, because its southern exposure uh, had a lot of sunlight, was used as uh, the main operating room. And um, so, I was, in fact, as a matter of fact, um, there were some uh, uh, forensics uh, people out there sprayed luminol around the house. You know the stuff that they have on CSI, and and discovered that there was uh, there were blood stains that still reacted to the luminol after 140 some years. So we know that the place was used that were there were men bleeding in in this in this building. So fast forward to about. Oh, 1999 or 2000. I got a phone call from the uh, fellow who was the caretaker at the time, and he said, "Mark, if you want to see a paranormal event occurring right before your eyes, come on out to the Lady Farm." Well, there's an invitation you can't pass up, you know. <laughs> so I threw my equipment in the van and drove out there. And I'm not gonna. I knocked on the door, and I'm thinking, what in the heck is gonna happen? <laughs> Am I gonna open the door, and Casper's gonna fly out at me, or is there a ghoul or something gonna? Well, he opened the door, and he said, "Come on in." So I walked in, and uh, I said, "What's up?" He says, "I'm not even gonna say anything. Just come on in." So we walked into that front room, and uh, I looked around, and I looked in front of the fireplace, on the floor, the wooden floor, there were long, dark rust-colored streaks of liquid. There seemed to be a clear serum that was separating from this brown, rust-colored liquid, and there were drops all around it, like uh, spatter drops, as if they dropped straight down. And I could see they were starting to even crystallize a little bit. And I said to him, what the heck happened here? He said, I don't know. It just appeared we had some Confederate reenactors in here. We were giving them a tour yesterday. They left. I looked in the room today, and there it was. So I looked at the ceiling. I thought maybe some rusty water had dripped, and the ceiling was whitewashed. Uh, he confirmed that nothing in the, in the basement, no pipes or anything, had broken. 
So I said, well, wait a minute. So I took film of it. Mark, okay. you're not going to believe this. What? But you, folks, you're going to have to hang on for the rest <laughs> of oh, Good, good place. Because <laughs> you're listening to Ghost Chronicles on uh, Doji Net and with Ron Kolick, Maureen Wood, and our special guest, Mark Nessus. We'll be right back after the following messages. Whatever happened to Peggy Sue? She was 17 when Buddy Holly wrote the song that changed her life, Buddy Holly's hit song, Peggy Sue. Tragedy struck on February 3rd, 1959, when Buddy Holly was killed in a plane crash. Peggy Sue's whole world crashed as well, and now Peggy Sue is telling her story. The whole controversial story, it's the real story about her relationship with Buddy and the real story of her marriage to Buddy's best friend and a drummer in the band. A marriage that was filled with emotion and physical abuse. It's the autobiography of Peggy Sue Guerin called Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue. And now, Peggy Sue is reaching out to women who feel trapped in a marriage of physical abuse. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence has named Peggy Sue as one of its main spokespersons and to host a new domestic violence radio show on toginet.com. Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue is available on the web at PeggySueOnline.com and at national bookstores. Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue, published by Tuggy Entertainment. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist, and Joan Jehane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. There is an unseen world that surrounds us with love and healing. It's the message that author Elizabeth Foley brings in her new book, Awakening the Lightworker Within. Written with simple style, humor, passion, and uncommon honesty, Awakening the Lightworker Within provides clear information and guidance to a sacred call of your own. Awakening the Lightworker Within is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the author's website, divinehealing.us. I heard, recognized his voice. All he said on the other end of the line was, it's gone. 
I said, what? He says, I was out in the fields. I was working. I came back in. It's gone. I said, this is impossible. You know? So I said, okay, I'm coming back out. So I came back out, and I, and I started filming as soon as I got in a room. And I'm looking all around for this liquid, and I cannot find it. And he says, look, it was right here, wasn't it? He's bending down, and he's rubbing his hand on it. And he turns his hand over, and there's very fine dust on his hand. I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on here? It's like a reverse time warp. And then I thought, wait a minute, what about, what about the liquid that I, uh, you know, the sample that I'd taken? Well, Carol, my wife, went out to the car and brought it back, and it was still there. So that hadn't disappeared. Well, the organization that, that owns the Lady Farm is the Gettysburg Battlefield Preservation Association, a nonprofit, and they're pretty well connected. They sent this sample um, to the, uh, one of the best, I can't mention names, one of the best forensic labs in the country, and they analyzed it. About three weeks later, the results came back. The liquid was blood. The species was human. And it vanished. Now, this is very, very strange because... There is 140-year-old blood that stained poor Mrs. Lady's uh, wooden floors, and right. she probably worked on that every day of her life with lye soap and couldn't get it up. Great. I mean, you can actually see a bloody handprint, if I remember. There is actually a bloody handprint there, and it's not like one of these were, you know, like in, that was a curse. I'm going to leave this handprint here. This poor fellow was sitting there, and his, obviously he had blood all over his hands, and they said, you're next. Son, and you can see where he put his hand down, all four fingers and his thumb, and pushed himself up from the uh, wall. Wow. Now, Mark, can you say, I mean, now how long ago was that 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 happened where you guys had, um, you took that sample of the blood? I'd have to look. It was 98, I think, or 99. I have, a, I have it written down someplace. It was, it was 98 or 99. Now, has anything like that happened since then? Not that I know of. No, we've been out there and we're in close contact with the GBPA. And uh, now other things have happened out there. You know, some we've gotten some strange photos of. Um, I don't know if you remember the pond that was out there. Maybe 150 yeah. yards, 200 yards uh, east of the of the house. Um, there, someone took a photograph, and there are two blue. Shaded figures out there. <laughs> You're kidding me. And, and there were there were no people out there when they took the picture. Um, I've gotten lots and lots of EVP out there. Um, as a matter of fact, one other group that was from doing an investigation out there from uh, Scotland uh, was had uh, we got simultaneous EVPs. Oh, and that never never happens, uh, Ron. No, you know, it's very high, highly unlikely. Yeah, and uh, he had his recorder three or four feet from mine, and we got uh, simultaneous EVPs. I still need to get mine. I need to email it to him because what he's going to do is put them on two channels and see how they match up, see if we got the same person. So. Wow, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about you, Mark. You're always, like, thinking logically. So, I mean, how do I go one step beyond? How can I verify this? This is the cool thing. This is the way... Ghosts aren't the shit check just because they see a light or something. Oh, it's in a ghost. It's not that way. You've got to look at everything scientifically and cold and calculating at times. 
Well, it, it keeps me from being scared. <laughs> <laughs> Which I probably should be in a number number of places that we go. But if you know, if you're thinking logically and everything, then kind of takes your mind off what you're really doing. Right. I mean, the the energy there, anyway, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know how you live in that area, anyway, truthfully. Excuse me? It's beautiful. I don't know it's how amazing. You live in no, area. I mean, with so much energy, I mean, when I go there to visit personally, I'll be a 50, coming out 50 miles away and I'm picking up and feeling all You're the. You're a weenie. I'm not a weenie. I just don't know how. You Fuck know. It up. Yeah, okay. It's just very uh, intense on energy. So I think. I think it's a fantastic place and a lot to it, but it would be tough. A lot of people say that. You know, they come to Gettysburg, and they say they get a different feeling here. Uh, Craig Hafner, uh, who is a producer from uh, Hollywood, came here, and he said, you feel the great crush of souls here at Gettysburg. And, and it's, a, it's a good way to put it because you really do. Um, you know, it's like walking into church. You, it's just a building, right? But you feel different when you're in a church. And so that's the same way I think Gettysburg. And, and the other battlefields are like that, too. Fredericksburg, there are places out there that I get very, very strange feelings. And as you know, I'm not sensitive. I mean, Maureen, you'd uh, probably freak out at some of those places. Yeah, I think so. The, the, interesting, <laughs> the interesting thing about Fredericksburg is, is you know, you, you hear about Gettysburg. Everybody talks about Gettysburg. In fact, I believe that... Uh, most talk is going to do that Halloween thing there from Gettysburg this mm-hmm. year. Right. Yeah, and uh, but Fredericksburg is, you know, you really don't hear a lot about it. And, and I think it's really cool that you're going down there and, and investigating the stories and uh, doing the investigating of the places. I mean, there are a lot of haunted places there, or, or is it just the battlefield? No, it's it's the town itself, and there, there, there are a couple reasons for that, because there were four, like I said, four major battles uh, over two and a half years, and... It's the biggest town in the area, so almost all the wounded were brought to Fredericksburg from those four battles. So you have churches that were used and reused and reused for hospitals and also private homes as well. Um, Fredericksburg also, there, were, there was fighting in the streets. There's one intersection that there were almost 100 casualties just in that little, you know, four square there. So you had a lot of fighting there. Um, you had... Um, one interesting thing that I found out when I started collecting stories from Fredericksburg, you know, I've collected about a thousand from Gettysburg, so it gives you a pretty good database. And one of the things that I realized is only about 10 or 11 percent of the stories I collected have to do with visuals where people actually saw something. I got down to Fredericksburg and I collected over 100 stories so far. About 25 percent are visuals. Wow. In other words, double the number of visuals happen at Fredericksburg. Now, I'm still trying to figure out whether it's just, you know, in the way it's been reported because a lot of people don't realize when they're actually having a paranormal experience. You know, they get a cold chill and, the, and it's a hot day or they, or they hear footsteps and they don't really count that because everybody thinks you have to see a ghost in order to have a paranormal experience, which, as you guys know, isn't true. So I don't know whether it's just the way that they're being reported or whether they actually do have more visuals uh, in Fredericksburg. So anymore, I'm saying if you want to hear a ghost, go to Gettysburg. If you want to see a ghost, go to Fredericksburg. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know. But, I mean, think? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we really don't hear a lot about Fredericksburg. 
but I mean, that would be a cool place to go. I mean, I mean, in so many cool places. I mean, this is, that I'm telling you, that the train and that that radio railroad station uh, it certainly intrigues me. I mean, that's. I mean, how did you stumble across, across that, Mark? I'm sorry. How did what? You stumble across that radio railroad train. Um, in terms of, I'm sorry. What was that again, Ron? I'm. I'm... I'm sorry. Let me let me put it in English this time. Okay. How did you stumble across the uh, railroad station that is haunted? That's better. Now I heard you. <laughs> the uh, I'd been hearing rumors about things that were going on, uh, paranormal events out there, and so I asked the, the 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 owners, the managers, if I could come out and interview some of the guys. So they said, "Sure, come on out. You're good luck." I mean, they don't like to talk about it. I said, "Okay." And so once we started talking, you know how. Yeah, they're pretty tough railroaders, you know. They don't like to admit that anything happened to them. But it got to the point where one guy would say, "Well, yeah." Then I heard these these footsteps coming down the wooden stairs inside. One guy looks at me and goes, "You heard those too?" You know how that goes. You know, now all of a sudden everybody's realizing that, that. Yeah, that every other people have heard it too. So they're not they they're not admitting that they're crazy if they if they say this stuff. But um, I was getting stories of of uh, the footsteps on the wooden stairs. I was getting stories of the um, uh, people working on the trains. You know, they're at one end of the train, and they hear footsteps coming down the aisle, and they think one of their coworkers got on the on the car, and they turn around, and nobody's there. And I think some of the most interesting things we we made contact with a a couple of, of a couple of women who had worked on the railroad, you know, as like maids and also as um, office workers. 50, 60, 70 years ago. And um, this is through our, 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 our mediums, our psychics. And I was getting EVP from them. Some of the EVP I got was pretty interesting because the, you know how you get, sometimes you get it, it's so loud you can't even understand it. We'd yeah. Conta- yeah, we contacted a woman named Emma, and Emma was just, just screaming in the, in the recorder. And so finally I said, and this is one of the EVPs we play on the train, um, I say, Emma, you know, you're, you don't have to talk so loud. Uh, would you be a little more quiet? And you hear this voice go, I'll be quiet. Really? Just like that. Yeah, it's a Class A, uh, EVP. And um, so the uh, manager out there decided, well, this actually stumbled upon this, because one night he was really tired. He was getting ready to go home. He was the last one there. He saw his coffee cup was in the middle of his desk. He looked at it. He said, the heck with it. I'll fix it tomorrow. Goes home. Next morning, he comes in, and uh, he was like the second one in, and and he went to grab his coffee cup, and it had been moved to the side of his desk. And he looked at his other worker, and he said, did you move my coffee cup? He goes, no, I haven't even been near your desk. Okay. So the next night, that night, he decided he's going to do a little experiment. So he left his coffee cup in the middle of the desk again and made sure he was the first one in the next morning. The coffee cup was moved to the side of the desk again. Really? So then the next night, he said, okay, now I'm going to really experiment. And he put the coffee cup down, and he wrote a note. And he said, it was cryptic. He said, move it to the other side, and left the note there. The next morning, it was the first one in. The coffee cup was moved to the other side of his desk. And he's that's thinking it's the, so cool. He's thinking it's the woman, you know, that uh, was uh, uh, taking care of the place and cleaning up and things like that. He thinks that, or is he sure about that? 
Well, he's gotten some. He's he's the one that's taking a lot of pictures. He's out there a lot, so he was taking a lot of pictures and getting a lot of the paranormal mist. He got a really good photograph of it. It's um, a young woman in the background. I mean, this is a live young woman in the background, and then the paranormal mist seems to be forming two other women. And we know from our EVP work that we've contacted two women, Emma and Tilly, who both worked out there. That's cool. You know what you should put out there? Why don't you put out a, um, like one of those hunting cameras for motion? You know, we tried that. We put some cameras out there. Uh, Scott Crownover, who is also a member oh, of Oh, yeah, I remember Scott. Yeah. yeah. We put, uh, we were actually given permission to set stuff up overnight. Now, this is my kind of ghost hunt. You know, where you, you set stuff up and you leave. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Sleep in your own bed. Exactly. <laughs> and we got a lot of noises, but they were typical or could have been typical, you know, of things like the air conditioning going on, fans going on, uh, locomotives cooling down, that type of thing. Um, and we really didn't get anything on, on the game cameras. We had two there. One was regular motion sensitive and the other one was uh, infrared motion sensitive, and we really didn't get anything overnight. It almost seems as if whatever entities are out there kind of need living people out there, either to get energy from or to interact with. And that's smart, too. I think they, I think they really know what they're doing. That you're setting them up and you want to take pictures? Who yeah. Knows? I mean, look at, look at the time I stayed in the haunted room 24 at night. I had two cameras... My wife and I stayed over haunted twenty room twenty four at the haunted colonial end. Put two cameras on that bed all night long. I got woken up. That's scary enough as it is. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> got woken up in the middle of the night with the bed shaking. Grandma EMF me. I got some readings. I saw this is going to be great. I got like, all this stuff with the both of the cameras and the film had run out on both of them. Oh. So well, you know, think about it though. I mean, the same thing when we were going and doing an investigation, and I cannot even recall where we were. That, that, oh, that's a anything. 
There are a few things on there. For example, you can download some of the stuff. We have uh, uh, a little segment called Ghost Talkers, and we've interviewed people like Rosemary Ellen Guiley um, and myself and um, uh, Char Doctor. Yeah, I interviewed myself. It was a little scary, but you know, how'd that go? It's uh, you know, uh, I'm schizophrenic, and so am I. You know. <laughs> but uh, but we uh, uh, and and a number of other uh, people uh, in the field. Uh, Alexandra Holzer, Hans Holzer's daughter, is on there. And then I've read some of my stories into it, so people can download uh, those stories. And a special segment called the you know the unpublished stories of the battlefield, some stories that haven't been been published yet, like the uh, Lady Farm story. Lane Crosby, uh, you know our medium. Yeah, does uh, actually actually runs it and and um, is um, helps me out with the interview. So that's how I got to cool. interview myself. <laughs> you know, you know what? I we redid our website and all my links page got totally destroyed. I've got some on here now, but I'm missing a ton of them. And so I'm going to give uh, your wife a call tomorrow. And I'm going to get all the links down and put those back up on my site because uh, especially the new ones too. I think that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what else is coming up with you? Uh, anything special and new, exciting? Um, other than Fredericksburg, you know, that uh, Ghost Quest weekend, we have that coming up. Uh, let's see, this uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, I'm going to Manor College outside of Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, signing all day. They have their Gettysburg Day. Um, the whole day is dedicated to the battle in the town of Gettysburg, and I'm going to give two talks there. I was just up at Lilydale uh, two weeks ago, Lilydale, New York, the, the famous spiritual, um, right, the oldest, I guess, spiritual community in in the country. I and, mean, you're knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, let's see. I'm going out to Pittsburgh to do some signings out there oh, cool. next weekend. And then, then October hits, and then I really get busy. Right. Now, are your books, where are your books available? Uh, just a, well, you can you can order them through our website. Actually, that's uh, the best way. That's that's the best way you can you know because then you can request uh, autographed uh, and personalized books. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. And then, uh, but you can also get them. I mean, you can uh, just about anywhere in Gettysburg is carrying them. And then, uh, of course, Amazon.com. But a lot of times, Amazon.com says that they're out of print, and I guarantee you they're not because I wrote them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to mention, too, that a lot of our listeners don't know is uh, you run your ghost tours out of a naturally a haunted house, which is kind of cool. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. You know, when we when I first bought it, I didn't know it, you know. But oh, then, really? you know, you start bringing people in, and, and more and more things happen because, once again, I think I think the entities kind of enjoy having us around, you know. Um, it, it invigorates them. And we have several uh, that... Um, we've identified, we have a little boy, a little girl, and uh, Mrs. Kitzmiller, who owned the house, is lo- longer than anyone. Uh, and uh, sometimes we have to make peace with her before we do anything and tell her, we have to tell her, you know, it's, we're just going to try this, Mrs. K. You know, we're not going to wreck your house. We have on film, when we were doing a filming, um, one of, we were filming in this one room and they closed the door. Oh, I saw that. That was cool. Yeah, and... and uh, Patty uh, Wilson said, uh-oh, Mrs. Kitzmiller's not happy. And she just rushed out of the room, and you can see on film the door just fly open. And her other two cool. psychics were in there, and they turned around and they looked, and, and Julie is kind of laughing because she's 
hearing Mrs. Kitzmiller going, what are you doing in my house? Yeah. <laughs> but now she's uh, in peace with you, right? Yeah, we, we uh, go in there and make peace with her every once in a while, and she seems to be happy. Then we have Hank, who seems to be like a, uh, when the lights go out, he uh, kind of guards the place. He's a Confederate soldier. And uh, he, he actually he scared my stepdaughter, Katie. Uh, that was the first, she was the first one to actually literally run into him as she was closing up one night. And then uh, Julie, who was helping us out, uh, was leaving the building. She said, whoops, I forgot my uh, uh, lunch in the kitchen, so I'm going to go back in. Walked in. And he, he's a big guy, and he kind of jumped out at her like as if he was saying, who goes there? You know, like a, a soldier on guard. Scared the heck out of her. <laughs> she said, I'm handing in my credentials as a, as a ghost person. <laughs> I just got scared. So, he, now this, so she doesn't do anything now? or No, she was kidding. She, she's, oh, still, okay. she's still involved. But, uh, you know, it is a little ironic when a, when a, uh, a medium gets scared by a ghost. to it, you know, besides, you know, just, uh, you know, friendly spirits. I mean, you know, you have to be careful what you ask for um, in the, uh, well, Maureen, you know, you have to be careful what you ask for because you can't just say, um, will anyone talk to me? Because it's probably not a good idea. I always ask for somebody that I know has been in the house, like Georgia troops, you know, is there any, anybody who's been to Atlanta here? You know, and and or, or someone that the the psychics will say, you know, I think this person would like to talk with you. You know, so yeah, somebody with a nice uh, personality would be good, right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, Mark, we have to wrap things up now. I hate to say that, but we want to thank you so so much yeah. for coming on again. It is a pleasure talking to you. It's, uh, it's been a long time. I know, Ron and Maureen. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys, and uh, we got a couple more places for you to to uh, investigate when you come back to Gettysburg. And if you come down to Fredericksburg, too, we got some places for you. Well, you know what? We'll just have to make plans. That's all there is to it. Yep, sounds Ab- cool. Sounds very interesting. Absolutely. So, so say hello to Lee first and Carol, and uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll do that, and thank you for having me. Yeah. Goodbye now. Have Bye-bye. Oh, that's pretty cool, huh? Um, he was very cool. He's always... Very interesting, lots of uh, information about Gettysburg histor- history and, uh, you know, haunted sites. It's, it's great. Can't right. wait to go down there again. Yeah, before we run out of time, I do want to uh, mention that we are going to be on at 9.30 next week, not 9 o'clock. So there is a show running uh, from, no, what, what am I talking 9:30? about? 9.30? What am I talking what, about? What planet am I on? I don't know. Forget it. 8.30? <laughs> All right, let's start all over again. 8.30. Hello, 8:30. my name's Ron. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, next week on yeah, Thursday, on Thursday, uh, we will um, be on at 8.30. 8 or 8.30? 8.30. 8.30. There's okay. a show running from 8 to 8.30. 8. We will be right uh, on after 
Deliver us, good Lord. 